Spring training is here. We finally got some games to recap, and the Tigers add to their starting pitching core. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back for another edition of Locked on Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Monday, March 21st, first, that's the word, first, first, 2022. Thanks for making Locked on Tigers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're on the tube, baby. I got, I'm in a different location today. I kind of bounce around, man. I, I I record in a lot of different places. But this one's got some Tiger stuff behind me, so it looks kind of cool. A little bit of orange wall action. We're, we're really living life at the moment. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, as you've covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. We finally, we made it, everyone. Cheers. We made it. This is water. Uh, we, we made it. Baseball's being played. We got some games to recap for the first time in what feels like forever. We went through a lockout. We went through the, the, the beginning parts of we, we finally finished free agency. We went through, I, I guess, technically uh, pretty much everyone that's signed is going to sign. I think I think we pretty much wrapped up all of free agency around the league. The Tigers are definitely done. And they're definitely done because they finally got they got a little head nod action going. Got their fifth starter. Michael Pineda is a Detroit Tiger. We're going to kick off with that, and then we'll get into... I think we're going to do Friday and Saturday's games in this episode. And then for Tuesday's episode, we'll do Sunday and Monday's games. And then we will also talk on Tuesday about the Minnesota Twins because it's impossible to not talk about them at this point. But... That's for tomorrow. For today, we're talking Michael Pineda. He's officially a Detroit Tiger, signed a one-year deal uh, with some incentives that all are at or around $5 million between salary incentives, etc. But he's here. Michael Pineda is a Detroit Tiger. I'm really pumped about this. I think this is a fantastic move. And we kind of talked about this last week, right, when we were breaking down the potential signees for the, the fifth man in the rotation. And I think everybody knew. And and I, I got on here and I and I screamed and, and cried about it. And that's a gross exaggeration in my opinion. But some of you like to tell me that I do that. Um, and uh, about how we needed a fifth starter. And they went out and got one. I think everybody knew we needed one. Look, and, and we don't need to go down the Tyler Alexander hole again. That's a... That I, I, I would get lost and we would end up just going all, all 30 minutes on it. But at, at the end of the day, Tyler Alexander excels in the role that he is going to have this upcoming season. And that is spot starter. He'll still probably get, I know this is a huge differential, but somewhere between like, what, 7 and 15 starts. The lower that number is, the the healthier and and the better your your the rotation 
held up and then the better news really i think that's probably widely agreed upon uh but he is really good in that role he's a great lefty specialist slash long reliever and can give you some spot starts when you need it and we're we're gonna need it because everybody needs it nobody has just five dudes that go and pitch the whole season anymore that's not how baseball's played these days so i'm super pumped about Tyler Alexander, I want to start off with that because I again, I some people think that I just come on here and I just slander him and and that's that. No, it, it, quite the opposite. I, I I praise and and think he can excel at the role that he is going to have. And thankfully, that's the role he's going to have now because we got Michael Pineda. Quick breakdown of Michael Pineda. We already talked about kind of his base numbers when uh, last week when we were talking about, you know, potential signees for that fifth rotation spot. But just going through kind of the type of pitcher he is, former top prospect, uh, Michael Pineda was considered to be a a very highly regarded uh, prospect when he came up for the Mariners. And then he was traded in, at the time, what was considered like a blockbuster prospect trade. Because you don't see too many prospect for prospect moves. And Michael Pineda was traded to the Yankees for, I think it was Jesus Montero, who was a very highly regarded catching prospect at the time. And neither of them really ended up becoming what everybody thought they were going to be. Uh, Pineda, obviously, with a, a significantly longer and, and better career than Montero. However, at, at the end of the day, Pineda didn't turn into like the bona fide ace that I think the Yankees thought he was going to. You know, they had all those pictures. I, I was a freshman or sophomore in high school when all this went down. And I just remember uh, every day on, on Twitter and social media was pictures of Pineda and Sabathia together because Sabathia is like a huge, you know, ace. Hall of Famer, and, and Pineda like, towered over him and was bigger than him even. And everybody's like, oh, look, the Yankees' new pitcher is massive. Like He's going to be so good. Dealt with some injury problems and just could never really uh, get over the, the hump and become that, that top-of-the-line rotation arm that everybody thought he was going to be in New York. That being said, if your expectations for him going on to the mound aren't this dude is supposed to be an ace, that he's a pretty fine pitcher. Uh, career ERA of 398, sub four career ERA. We'll gladly take that. Last season, a 362. The shortened season of 2020, a 338. Uh, 2019, a 401. So if you look at the last three years, I know 2020 is, is whatever. But if you look at the last three years, you're looking at a four ERA or lower uh, in every single season. You will gladly take that out of a dude that's going to be our fourth pitcher. And then he's going to be our fourth pitcher in our race. He's going to be SP4 because Matt Manning's going to be five. Look, it's it's significantly easier to limit innings, to uh, just kind of, I mean, for honestly, for lack of a better term, baby, a, a fifth starting pitcher in your rotation. Because if there's a day, if you have two days off in a row or a day off, honestly, you can skip him. You can skip a start and go back to your ace go back to Erod at the top, and it's still only five days off. It's just a lot easier to manage the innings of whoever is at fifth in, in your rotation. So Pineda is going to be the fourth starter, I would imagine, um, and I'm really pumped about it. And then some people have some concerns with his peripherals. 
yes, the, the, the baseball savant page is not beautiful. There's a lot of blue on there. Um, really, a majority of baseball savant, like it, it was a great new thing when it first came out, and it still holds a lot of value. I'm not trying to, to say that, you know, baseball savant isn't a, a great tool to utilize because it is. It, it's really cool to look at that kind of stuff and figure out where they fall compared to the rest of the league. But really, a majority of that stuff, when you're talking about pitchers alone, a hefty majority of that is really just based on how many swings and misses the guy gets. That's that's a large majority of all those stats. Not all of them, but almost all of them. Really just come back to does he get swings and misses. And Michael Pineda, while again, when he was in New York and, and in his mid-20s and everybody thought he was kind of the next guy, had some really good strikeout seasons. 2016 had a, over a 10.5K per nine has had that ability in the past, but between injury, um, a lot of injury problems, honestly, for Pineda over the years. And but with all of that, the velocity is not, you know, he's not pumping 98, 99 consistently like he was when he was younger. And, and so the strikeout numbers last year, they were 7.24 K per nine, comfortably the, the lowest and a legitimate full season of his career in 2014 he had a seven but that was only in 76 innings pitched so I mean I, like I think that this is still more than fine he's not going to be a big strikeout guy but he's your sp4 right he's your fourth starter I don't need you to go and have a 10k per nine also when you look at the market no one else was really available to bring in that, that was going to be more than a starting pitcher four or five for your team. And Pineda is is good. Again, sub four or sub four ERA each of the last three years. Some people looked at his FIP and his kind of those metrics, his predictive metrics as well. Four, nine, six expected ERA. That's obviously a lot higher than his ERA. His FIP was a four, two, one last year. His ex-FIP was a four, two, nine. I understand. I, I love FIP. Great stat. Beauty, right? And, and I understand that looking at that, you're like, okay, his, his FIP has been higher than his ERA each of, the, of or last season. It was actually lower in 2020, but again, weird year. And then in, 20, in 2019, it was pretty much the same. The, the FIP and the ERA were almost identical to each other. So my point is, I, you're putting him in Comerica. You're putting him in the AL Central. I'm okay with a guy that has a FIP that's higher than his ERA if you're putting him in Comerica. I'm confident that he will be able to maintain that. Am I expecting a 3-6-2? No. But will I gladly take a 4 ERA out of Michael Pineda if he stays healthy and can give us 25 starts? Hell yeah, I will. And you all should too. This is a great move, man. This is a really great move. He's not going to get the swing and misses. He's not going to get a ton of strikeouts. So what? If he keeps the ball in the yard, which he's going to play in one of the biggest parks in baseball for half of his starts, there's nothing that says he can't be wildly productive here. I'm really pumped about it. I think it's a fantastic move. He was the guy I had my eye on really the whole time after the lockout ended. Uh, The Pineda and Montas thing, we were in talks with them. I am led to believe that those returns would be pretty high and we would get rid of some prospects we don't want to. I think we're still building up. There is a time in a rebuild when you exit a rebuild where 
you it, it then is beneficial to you to move prospects for current talent. There is a timeline for that, right? The roller coaster of rebuild, competitive, rebuild, competitive, etc. We are still trending upwards. I don't think we're in the business of trading too many top 10 prospects in the organization right now. I love the signing of Michael Pineda. I'm really pumped about it. And I think he's going to be a great addition to an already really exciting rotation going into this season. Beauty. All right, let's get into some spring training games. But first, I got to tell you all about betonline.net. College basketball's tournament's here, baby. What a wild March. Mar this is March, baby. From the latest odds, contests, and player prompts, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, everybody. We're back. Segment two of Locked on Tigers. Let's get in to some spring training games. Thanks for making Locked on Tigers your first listen every day. Locked on MLB Prospects, hosted by Lindsey Crosby. He's a, pro he's a prospect encyclopedia. That's the dog. And he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, just like us. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see me pointing at you. Subscribe to the YouTube, man. It's going to be fun. Like I said, we can do some fun screen sharing stuff. I said this on Friday uh, during the season. Pull up stats, pull up plays, whatever. It's going to be fantastic. I cannot wait to utilize this platform when the season starts. It's going to be sick. Does everybody see this Galarraga picture behind me too? The almost perfect game, Armando Galarraga poster. It's got the date on it. The uh, ballpark and all that. It's sick. Almost perfect, baby. Never forget. Never forget that that's the reason that we have instant replay now. Galarraga took one for the team for the betterment of this game. Never forget that. Then we got the Old English D over here. And then here we have a game-used base from, I just looked the wrong way. Game-used base from Comerica. Pretty cool stuff. Okay. Let's do it. Let's get into some spring training games, baby. On we're gonna, like I said, we're gonna do Friday and Saturday today. So the first game being the Phillies, second game being the Pirates. Uh, the Phillies game was awesome. Ended in a tie. Everybody's like, "Oh, why don't they play extras?" It's spring training, dog. Ease up. <laughs> Take a breath. <laughs> it's spring. I I promise it's okay. Uh, in all honesty, once they get to nine, both managers can play ten if they both really want to, and they can keep going. But it's the first game of spring training. There's no point in, in tiring people out. Like, you're going to be able to use everybody you want to. There's no point in this just playing extra innings. So it's okay. I know with a tie, it's okay. Regular season games aren't going to end in ties. Everything's all right. Badu, absolute pimp shot. Just gross. It was so sick, dude. The first homer for the Detroit Tigers in the calendar year was an Akil Badu moonshot, and he knew it off the bat. He pimped it. He had a little fun with it. Awesome. I love that man. I, I would I would jump in front of traffic for Akil Badu. 
the the list of things I would do for Akil Badu is is probably concerning because I love him. Everybody does. That that's the dog man. So really cool to see him get off on the right foot there. Uh, again, the really the big thing with Badu this spring is just going to be how he looks against lefties. That's like my my easily the biggest storyline with Badu. Everybody knows that he has the ability to hit righties. And hit righties pretty damn well for as young as he is. So as you're watching throughout the spring, just pay attention to, to how he looks against lefties because that's going to be the biggest thing. Especially, I mean, if he if he looks good against lefties, we might it could be the difference between carrying four and five outfielders, to be honest with you. Because every team's going to carry at least four, right? You got that fourth outfielder that can play all three positions if you need to. So that that's gonna happen. But if Badu struggles against lefties still, they could have, okay, we want our utility fourth outfielder that can play anywhere, mostly center probably. Uh, but we also want a fifth guy that can play in the corner and kind of platoon with Badu. It, it really could be the, the difference of, of a whole roster spot on this team. And I know that's a lot, seems like a lot of weight to put on a, a kid's spring training shoulders, but it's true, man. His performance against lefties could determine a lot for opening day. Riley Green, homer. Uh, it was back-to-back, too. If you that, that might be the most excited I've gotten in a spring training game ever. I'm trying to think. Like, the Miggy home run last year was pretty cool. Or was that even 2020? I don't remember. Maybe hit a, a homer to dead center against the Yankees. I think Travis Demerit and him went back to back. I think that's right. I got pretty excited for that one, but you're not going to find too much more a, a, of an electric factory than Badu and Green back to back home runs in a spring training game. You're not. It's it's it was beautiful, and Riley. For what it's worth, too, that's an impressive home run. I know the ball was carrying a little bit and there was a little windy, whatever. But for a guy that has such a long swing, right? Like his swing reminds me of Cody Bellinger. It's so long and circular, right? So for for a guy that has that type of swing, to be able to have the bat speed to take an inside pitch and go the opposite field with that long of a swing, is unbelievably impressive. Like, I'm not sure the the general public realizes how ridiculous of a home run that actually is. I know, again, the ball was carrying, it barely got out, it's spring training, whatever you want to say, sure. But driving a ball that far, even if it ended up being, being a flyout, driving a ball that far on your inside hands when you got that long of a swing is remarkable. And unbelievably impressive. Riley Green is him. He is him. He's he he is him. He's gonna be unbelievable, man. Uh Daz Cameron played in this game, drew a walk. Pretty cool. Really, we'll get to him in uh in on tomorrow's show. When did he have the big game? Was it against Pittsburgh or was it Sunday? I don't remember. Regardless, we'll we'll get to him later. Uh, Cody Clemens home run Cody Clemens another dude to watch because we kind of talked about it in the 40 man roster breakdown but he's a dude that that 
could be playing. Uh, I don't know if I'm convinced that he's going to be able to make the team out of camp. But if he has a really good spring and then carries that over into a hot start in the regular season, Cody Clemens could get a very healthy amount of playing time at the MLB level this year. And, and the lack of versatility might be kind of an issue, really only a second baseman and not even too good defensively at that. But if you've got a, a guy like Harold or, or somebody that can play a lot of different positions, you might be able to burn that 26th roster spot on just kind of like a, a bat-heavy one-position kind of a bench player. We'll see. But, but obviously off to a great start in the spring. Right, Spencer Torkelson with a knock in this game too, uh, and then the pitching. We'll end on that really quick. Erod got the start; he looked phenomenal. And his final inning, there was a little bit of struggle, but for the most part, I'm just glad he pounded the strike zone, pounded it the entire outing. Every ball was in the zone. Uh, there was a couple of seeing eye singles that barely got through the infield. Whatever, not going to lose sleep over those. Nothing you can really do about those. Uh, no walks, three strikeouts and in three innings. Uh, amazing. All, all I'm going to ask from you is to do that. <laughs> Great analysis there is, is to pound the zone like that. Erod has the stuff to get swings and misses, right? And, and if he keep, if he doesn't walk people and just pounds the strike zone and the only, you know, is, is able to get swings and misses, miss hard contact like that. And he's able to to. – I'm getting really, really, really excited about Erod. All I'm asking is to keep pounding the strikes on, especially in spring training. Can't ask for too much more than that. First start of spring, all pitches in the zone, beautiful. Joe Jimenez pitched this game, sure. Uh, the velocity was was pretty solid, I guess. Why not? Uh, the only other person I really want to talk about out of the pen for this game was Will Vest, who's had kind of a wild relationship with the Tigers, was a prospect for us, got taken by Seattle in the Rule 5 draft, struggled, got released in the middle of the season, and when you get put on waivers in the middle of the season and you're a Rule 5 pick, if you clear waivers, you then go back to the team that you were originally on before you got taken in the Rule 5. So Will Vest is now back. Uh Okay, he was good velocity, good strikeout numbers, okay outing, sure. Gave up a little bit of hard contact there, but why not? Sure. It will be interesting to see him continue to pitch and, and honestly keep an eye on him down in the minors because now he does have major league experience, even though it wasn't all that great. Okay, let's get into the Pirates game. That was actually a, a pretty fun and, and kind of exciting game. Uh, for the Tigers. But first, I got to tell you all about Built Bar. We're in March. We're deep into March, almost heading into April. A lot of people are giving up on their New Year's resolutions, but not this year if your resolution is about eating healthy. And that's thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because you actually enjoy eating them. If you haven't tried the puffs, you're missing out. There's nothing to really say, man. They're, they're protein-infused chocolate-covered marshmallows. Not sure what else you really want in life. You know, that that's that's kind of the pinnacle, I feel like. They're a fan favorite. They also come in different flavors. Cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're all so good. They're going to be your new favorite. All Bill Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, puffs included. They're low-calorie, high-protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They're better. 
Most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You compare that to a candy bar, which usually has about 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and, and now white chocolate cookies and cream. The, the flavors are endless, and they're all delicious, and they come out with new flavors all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It will be delicious and good for you. At Built Bar, they care about the taste. They're all about it. They make it taste delicious first, then they figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. Just go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, everybody. Final segment here at Locked on Tigers. It's so nice to have baseball back, man. It's just, it's just the best. It's oh, I, I, I know it's spring training, and I told everybody, oh, we're gonna take everything with a grain of salt, and clearly we are, right? I mean, you can, you can tell when I break these down. It's not as deeply analytical, maybe, or, or as, I, I guess, intense as I would be with, you know, a loss or, or a win in the regular season. Uh, and, and you do have to take all this with a grain of salt, but it's just so nice to be able to, at, at one o'clock on a Saturday to just be able to, to turn on a Tigers game again. I missed it, man. So glad that baseball is back. So glad we're going to get 162. I will forever gr- be grateful this year, man. Like we, we didn't think we were going to have a season. I, I, I didn't think we were going to play 162. I, I would have bet pretty heavy money on betonline.net that we weren't going to to play a full season and here we are in spring opening day less than two weeks away it's it's beautiful man taps less than two weeks i think i just lied i think it's like two and a half weeks away regardless right around the corner all right let's get into this pirates game some fun stuff in this one too um for i mean for starters spencer torkelson and Riley Green both start again, two games in a row. We're not going to take too much of a look at who's starting every day and, and all that. However, it's nice to see them both get some playing time. It seems like for the, for a majority of the spring, they're going to be in the lineup almost every single day. Awesome. Robbie Grossman had a very Robbie Grossman day at the office. Drew a walk. Four-pitch walk to start off the game. Also hit a home run. Awesome. Absolutely incredible. Robbie Grossman is absolutely back. Javi Baez got his first outing of the spring as well. Um, Also an an interesting thing. Riley Green drawing a walk. I mean, that's always, we'll gladly take that. I think it was technically a... can't remember if it was a hit by pitch or a walk, man. My memory is shot clearly. Goodness gracious. That was literally two days ago. Uh, I, I think really the biggest thing I want to cover in this game is the pitching. Uh, the offense, there, there isn't too much to, to report on the offense. Ben, it was cool to see Javi out there for the first time, obviously. Uh, Riley Green got a hit. Daz Cameron, this was the Daz Cameron game. Okay, so Daz Cameron homered. And went three for three with a home run and two of our three RBIs. Daz is, is it's, I'm not sure 
there's anything Daz Cameron can do to make the team out of camp. I don't know if that's maybe a little too short-sighted, but I just have a really hard time believing, man, that with with like Derek Hill so good defensively and, and this organization loves Victor Reyes for some reason, unbeknownst to me, I just, it, it's it's a surprisingly deep outfield these days. And I'm just not sure what he could possibly do to convince everybody in, in two or three weeks, like, hey, I'm going to be consistently good offensively all season. I do think Daz Cameron's going to get some playing time at the major league level this year. I'm just not sure it's going to be via an, an opening day roster invite. Someone to keep an eye out, though, because he has been hot to start out the spring. Derek Hill changing his batting stance yet again. Dude, I think I tweeted this out. He's got more batting stances than Ripken already. <laughs> but it's it's uh it whatever if he can find one that even makes him a league average hitter, he's gonna be wildly valuable because he's so good on the base paths and so good defensively. Really excited for Derek Hill this year as well. Uh yeah, that's pretty much it on the offensive side. Let's get into the pitching because there was a lot of really fun pitching in this game. Casey Mize with a start. Solid outing, a few strikeouts, uh, a walk. Pitch count was a little high, but it's the first start of spring, whatever. If you haven't noticed, basically what I'm going to do this spring is if it's something negative, oh, it's spring. If it's something positive, best news in the world, right? That That's how we're just going to run this. Uh, but but for real, I mean, it's the first start of the spring. What are you going to do? Whatever, a, a walk and two innings, sure. Uh, he, he looked pretty solid, and I think the biggest thing to watch out for for him this spring is just going to be how he uses his splitter. He did use the splitter in this game. And it looked pretty solid. He was able to get some soft contact on it. He was able to get a swing and a miss on it as well. It's, but for me, it's comfortably the biggest Mize story this year, this spring rather, because maybe even this year, I mean, last season he went away from it in the middle of the season. He kind of went away from it and was still really productive and became really good at, at inducing soft contact. But, um, the, the splitter was the pitch. Like it was the most advertised pitch in the entire organization. And then one day it just kind of went away and he just kind of stopped using it. So definitely something to keep an eye out for going forward is just how Mize uses that. Alex Lang, nasty stuff, nasty stuff, man. And I, I, I know he kind of got knocked around a little, little bit, gave up. I think he gave up a long ball. Um, but he, his, like you just, you watch him and and you you can tell, you can just tell that if he can just figure out the command a little bit more, he can be so effective, man. Like his stuff is disgusting. It dances like it's a like it's a, a prom queen. It's unreal. So I'm uh, I'm very excited every time Alex Lane comes out of the bullpen. I, I get pumped up. That's the dog. I've, I've, I've hung my hat on him since he was kind of in the minors as a guy that uh, is someone to watch out for. And I do think that he can be wildly effective. The stuff is too good for him not to be able to just got to work on the command a little bit. He left a fastball, cut a little bit too much of the plate there. Not the worst pitch in the world. It wasn't middle, middle or anything, but it was a high fastball that I think he wanted to go high and outside with. I think that's where catcher was setting up. I, I think it was Garneau, but I can't remember, honestly. Uh, he, I think he wanted to go high and outside. And he just went high in middle and, and it wasn't high enough either, right? Probably should have been a little bit closer to the, to the neck area. 
it was a high strike and it just got punished. So just got to work on command. Just got to work on command for Alex Lane. Alex, Alex, geez. Jason Foley pitched in this game. Another guy that a lot of people are, are pretty excited about. Um, has some pretty decent stuff too. He's a lot more under the radar than I think a lot of the other bullpen pieces this spring. But Jason Foley is, is he's a dude, man. He's a dude. And, and he's got some command issues to work out for himself as well. But I, I think all of these guys really are, are going to get playing time at the major league level. So really fun pitching slate in the Pirates game between, uh, between those guys. And, and I think that Foley and Lang will both get looks at the major league level this year. That'll do it for today's show. First two spring training games in the books. Tomorrow, we are going to cover the Sunday and Monday games and then get a little bit of breakdown on the Minnesota Twins, like I said at the beginning of the show, because they, the Minnesota Twins, man, unbelievable, unreal. The Twins, the Twins, unbelievable. So we're getting to that in Tuesday's show. And then, like I said, the other spring training games. So thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day. Make your second listen, Lockdown MLB. Host Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube, just like us. Check out the two, baby. Go subscribe. Uh, leave a review on stuff. You guys are pretty good about leaving reviews anyway. Um you know, especially the, the the negative ones. You guys are great at those. But we we really have a great support system. I get I get tons of positive feedback. So I really do appreciate you guys like crazy. Uh yeah, we'll be back tomorrow, baby. Let's ride. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. I'll catch you all then, baby. Go tigers.